Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating, Gregor First Mate, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew on this Memorial Day boating weekend. Hopefully you're making the best of it and staying safe out there on the water if you so choose to do so. Uh, we got uh, some interesting stories to navigate through today, so we're going to just jump right into it because uh, this is a story that... We've uh, discussed at least once, maybe even a couple times over the last year or two, and that is these killer whales off the uh, what Iberian coast, and in this case, over the last weekend, there was a British couple that was sailing around uh, the coast of Morocco, and they experienced some orcas, some killer whales. They say about six of them, <laughs> which would have been a, an amazing wildlife experience, usually, but these killer whales, so they claim, were once again trying to sink their boat and uh, attacking them. And we've had these stories. I, you know, I didn't know what to think about this uh, last time we spoke about it. I mean, it was like, I don't know, you, you watch the videos and you see the killer whales swimming around the boats. And I mean, from the video, it looks like, wow, they're having like the wildlife experience of their dreams. But you're not there with them, and you don't realize, and you, it doesn't come across on the video, that the whales are actually ramming their vessel, and they're chewing off the, well, I don't know, the, <laughs> the rudder or the keel or something. Ah, this is not needed. What do you mean it's not needed? Well, that's what they're thinking. Oh, that's I, right. They're, you I, know, I, yeah. it, it's interesting, but but yeah, it's like the the whales are attacking the vessels for well, some maybe, reason, and they maybe, don't really know why. I guess, but maybe when they look them. at maybe when they look at that sailboat from the underside and they see the keel, it looks sort of like a whale. And they're and they do hunt in packs, and they do kill whales. Well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the, the so, theory is, from this latest story, yeah. uh, and this this takes it to a whole nother level, the scientists that have looked at this incident are claiming now that, you know, when this first started happening, they say back in like 2020, that uh, it, it, it stemmed from an incident that a killer whale had with a boat. Uh, maybe it ran into it, or the you know the boat ran into the whale and injured oh, it, you, and his family got all pissed off and said, "Oh, I show know, you!" I, I, I mean, know where you're going with this. Well, yeah, no, they, I don't know if you do because now they're saying uh, the scientists are saying from this incident, it appears that that uh, group of whales has uh-huh. like instructed other whales in there the area. I knew you were going to do that. And their offspring, yeah. uh, and talk to kids like, hey, when you see one of these sailboats, go uh, you know, chew the rudder off or whatever the case may uh, be. Have you know? been watching yeah. Ancient Aliens again or any no, of No, no, but I've seen that- Free Willy two or three times. So I think <laughs> yeah. I'm an expert. Uh, what do you think, Mike? <laughs> hey, well, you know, actually, this really isn't that implausible if you think about it because, uh, if you know, whales just like any other animal, learn from their you know, old their parents and their older siblings. So if their behaviors are, you know, go go attack a boat and eat a a rudder, 
Yeah. That's what they're learning. That's well, what maybe, they're learning. Monkey see, right. monkey do. Yeah. Maybe there's a connection yeah. there. I don't know. I, I, I'll but, go with the mistaken identification. Um, I wonder <laughs> what color the hull was on this boat and wonder if that makes anything, you know, has anything to do with it. Well, who knows what initially, they don't know what initially motivated that behavior, you know, well, back in 2020. You mean like the, like the green bottom paint sent them into a rage? <laughs> yes. Well, not necessarily green, but it may be a color or a contrast. Um, yeah. and, and as Greg will, uh, uh, I think, attest to, uh, the people that have gone surfing that have been accidentally bitten by a shark, I don't call it an attack because they usually let go. Yeah. But they, when they say that if you take, if you look up, Towards the uh, surface of the water, and you see someone on the surfboard, it looks like a seal, which right. is a shark's favorite food. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're a whale, and you're looking up, and you see this giant uh, humpback whale in the water just kind of floating along there, and you get your posse together, and you attack this thing for dinner. Yeah, you know, start chewing on it, and then realize, oh, this one's disgusting. Well, I don't know. They hang yeah. out for quite a while. I mean, uh, I guess this pod of six killer whales... Hung around this couple for over an hour before they finally let up and Maybe said, they okay. had cooked some barbecue then and were tossing the remnants overboard and the killer whales were trying to die. <laughs> well, I don't know what was going on, but, you know, they put out yeah. a warning uh, for boaters. And, you know, the other weird thing about this, it only uh, they only appear to be harassing sailboats that are <laughs> going around. They don't, the, they don't uh, make any noise. Well, I don't know if that's it or not. I'm just saying that's it isn't applying to motorboats, but it is. They are going after sailors, and uh, it's freaking them out a little bit. You know, I mean, I can go, but you know that movie Orca back in the day. Orca was mm-hmm. like, a, oh, I'm sure you. <laughs> I mean, they are killer whales. Yeah, you know, but you maybe. know, uh, Barry being a diver, well, all of us uh, are, have yeah. diving experience. You know, the uh-huh. thing is, killer whales are known to be extremely intelligent. They're like as smart or smarter than dolphins. So and, uh, maybe, wait, maybe what they're doing is shaking these sailboats to try to get the juicy morsels to fall off the boat. Well, people there. That you know. was pretty much the, uh, you know, the plot so, line of Orca. Yeah, that could be it. Oh, yeah. okay. And probably so, Orca too. Maybe they watched too. the movie. I don't know. They were participants in it. Could be. Could you know, be. Extras. I don't know. I, you know, the thing is, I've had an experience with killer whales in the Galapagos, and I was in the same type of a scenario in a sense because i was on a seven foot long eh, maybe 10 foot inflatable uh ridge inflatable they call them pongas uh when you're in the Mm -hmm. galapagos so i'm in this like 10 foot uh rigid hole inflatable and uh we find this pod of killer whales and there were literally like nine of them and they were chasing a seal they were catching it uh in their mouths and then they would they wouldn't eat it they would like hold it in its mouth for a few seconds and they flip it out of their mouth like and fly it through the air and then they catch it again <laughs> and we were followed these killer whales doing this behavior for a good, a good 30 uh, 45 minutes but while we were doing it i was filming i i had a video camera and i was right on the edge of the boat on the inflatable boat and, and you know these are big killer whales i mean the boat was 10 foot these killer whales were 18 20 foot long some of them Big mothers, wow. right? Yeah. And I remember filming, and uh, and literally, there, you know, this one killer whale gets right next to our boat, and I'm filming right there at her eyeball, and I'm looking, and I'm like, wait a minute, this this whale is like tilting up at me, like, and I'm thinking it's saying hi, but then I'm thinking, wait a minute, 
uh, sizing like, you up. Can I eat no. that? You know. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've seen that guy. That's Greg, the dive master. Let's leave now. He's scary. Well, or, or he, he tastes terrible. We'll leave he him alone. Terrible. But Very it did cross stringy, my mind you know? that I was like, you know, one swift kick of his tail or something. We're all off the boat and we're yep. we're gone. Uh, and then but, you're being tossed around like a seal. Exactly. But but they didn't care about us. And, uh, you know, they left us alone in that sense. And we had just an amazing, you know, encounter with these killer whales. But, huh. I mean, it, it could turn on you in a heartbeat. I mean, you realize that, you know, you're nothing. And it would take nothing mm-hmm. for them to just say, yeah, that would that would uh, be a nice little afternoon snack, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but, but they didn't do that. So, in, you know, in this case with the sailboaters, uh, off the coast of Morocco. I don't know if the whales thought they could get to the people, or I don't think it was that because they, in every instance, every instance they supposedly go after the, not the rudder, but the what, what's the center uh, thing? The, in the, the, keel. the keel. The keel. The keel. Yeah, yeah and, mm-hmm. the, and they they uh, chew on that, and they've broken off a bunch of them. Well, you know, a lot them. of that's filled with lead, and you really shouldn't give whales lead. It's not good for them. Oh, come on, Barry. <laughs> Just because you chewed on lead as a kid doesn't mean everything should. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. They find something about the keel of these sailboats uh, tasty, or that's the way they disable it and, uh, you know, create and problems. They, yeah, the then sailors. they eat the people off the sailboats. Well, no, then nobody's been eating. Nobody's been eaten yet. Yet. So we're going to send Barry the boater out there uh, around the coast you. of Morocco. In surprise, right. Yeah. And we're going to have him wear I'm a surprise. Uh, yeah. bonus. We're, we're going to have him uh, wearing a meat necklace just oh, for to make it a little bit more exciting. And it's science, I tell you. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. 
He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast Oh, my father was the keeper of the Eddystone Light. He married a mermaid one fine night. From this union there came three, a porpoise and a porgy, and the other was made. Yo, ho, ho, the wind blows free. Oh, for a life on the rolling sea. That's completely idiotic. One night when I was a trimming of the glim, singing a verse from the evening hymn, a voice from the starboard shouted, Hi! And there was mother sitting on a boy. Yo, ho, ho, the wind blows free. Oh, for a life on the rolling sea. That girl will rain destruction down on you and your ship. And the phosphorus flashed in her seaweed hair. I looked again, but my mother wasn't there. A voice came echoing out of the night. To hell with the keeper of the Eddystone light. Yo ho ho, the wind blows free. Oh, for a life on the rolling sea. She is an albatross. Yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boat, rounding out the crew. Okay, so uh, killer whales may not be something that we have to worry about too much unless you're, you know, cruising off the coast of Morocco. Uh, you know, be aware. But you never know when you're out on your boat what you might run into. Mm. That's one of the amazing things about boating. Now, usually you don't get mm. spooked, you know, by yeah. a, a pot of killer whales that you think are going to eat you. You know, and uh, your imagination can go wild, but you never know, uh, you know, what you, uh, you know, what you might see. And, and most of the time, it's it's very, very positive. Now, I have had a couple situations. I've had one situation which was a little dicey, and then I've had one that was more just spooky. Which one you want to hear first, Barry? What do you, you want to be uh, spooked spooky or amazed? sounds good. Spooky? spooky. Okay. My spooky boating story was actually more of like a personal watercraft. So I'm out on a on a jet ski uh, around Cocoa Beach, right? And this is when I first moved to Florida. So I didn't really know much about the ocean. I wasn't even scuba certified at that point. And uh you know, I you know, I, I was not really afraid to be in the ocean, but I didn't know what was swimming around in there. You know? And I'm like, you know, people our age, you know, when I was 10 years old, I saw jaws kept me out of the water for about 10 dude, years. Dude. And got uh, I got back in around uh, twenty <laughs> or, or so, and and you know, so I'm, I'm guessing I was probably about thirty five, right? So okay. I wasn't afraid of the ocean, but I'm you know I'm jet skiing, I'm having fun, but I'm I'm you know you can't see the bottom; it's not clear water there in Cocoa. It's that milky Daytona water yeah. type of ocean thing, mm-hmm. so you can't really see what's going on beneath the surface, and you're. You know, your mind plays tricks on you a little bit, too. So I'm cruising around on the jet ski, and I, uh, I, I'm i just idling. I, I just went out to the middle of the causeway and just turned the motor off just to kind of soak in the environment, right? And while I'm, I'm sitting there, all of a sudden, I see this giant hump come up out of the uh, water. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the Loch Ness Monster. 
it scared the crap out of me. I, I'm like turning the ignition, trying to get this damn thing to start, you know, and I don't realize I don't have the kill switch thing on right. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be killed. And uh, Wait, how old were you when this happened? Uh, well, I didn't know what it was. It was massive. I mean, no, I, I all I see that. is I this said, giant how, hump. I'm how thinking, old are you, adult, Greg? It doesn't matter. Uh, that's not the point of the story. The point was, of the story is no, I did was, not know <laughs> what the heck this thing was. A pilot and, whale or something like that. No, well, no, actually, I, I realized after that I was in a manatee area, and the, the, it oh, was just a massive manatee oh, that had, had the, kind of breached up on the water. But, it, you know, all I see is this gray, dark hump. And yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking Loch Ness monster. I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> massive whale. But it, you know, killer, it didn't, killer manatee. It, uh-huh. it didn't have a fin, so I knew it wasn't a shark, or at least I didn't think it was a shark. But I did. I thought it was like you know some kind of sea monster kind of thing. And I got the hell out of there. <sighs> and uh, it didn't. It, it it literally took a few weeks of me telling the story to some people that lived in the area. It's like you know what you saw was a manatee, dude. Yeah, one yeah. like, of the kindest, gentlest creatures on earth. <laughs> right, you should have stayed. He would have probably came over and said, "Hey, scratch my belly, scratch or, my, yeah, scratch under my arm." That's where they like it. But uh, it's what you don't know that spooks you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I have a recent, uh, I have a recent manatee story. Happened yeah. uh, last weekend, actually. Uh, we have a lot of manatees in our area that come into the marina, and they're you know swimming under the boats and around the docks and. I was uh, cleaning the bow of the boat. I was standing right on the bowsprit over the anchor, mm-hmm. and this manatee popped up under the under the bowsprit. I didn't see it, yeah, but it it blew, you know, like like a whale does. <laughs> yeah, it squirted it you. Almost, it didn't squirt me, but it made this horrendous noise, you know. Yeah. And when it did that, you know, it startled me. So I almost ended up in the water with the manatee. Because I'm like, what the heck? Hey, FWC would have arrested you for harassing the manatee. There's no swimming with the manatees. Yeah. 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 Landing right on top of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, that happened a couple of weeks ago. But we see manatees all the time. But um, about uh, two or three years ago, some friends of mine were traveling on the St. John's River up near Hontoon Island. And a bear swam across the river right what? in front of them. A bear? Yeah. Where was yeah. this? Hontoon Island. Okay. You so know where Hontoon Island is? No. Explain. Near Deland on the, it's uh, near Deland on the St. John's River. Wow. Except it's on the water. Uh-huh. Yeah. This bear swam across the river right in front of them at yeah. Hontoon Island. Do we Island. have black bears here? So that's what it was, yeah. a big old black bear? Florida black bear? Yeah. How yeah, they texted that? me the video. They said, "Check your check your phone. You're not going to believe what we just texted you." And it was a video <laughs> of uh, of a black bear swimming right in front of them. How about that? That yeah. would be kind of spooky. I, or I don't know what I'd want to think. You know uh, about that too. I don't think I would want to get very close to it. Yeah, uh, if you no, you know, no. especially if you're here out on your Craig Cat. Uh, black bear could jump right up on that, couldn't it, Mike? No kidding. Yeah, yeah. sure could. Hey, buddy. Yeah, hey, Smokey. Can I have a ride? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. He'd I jump mean, up seen, on there, I've, and yeah, yeah, it's like, I, I, yeah. I, I've seen deer and and things like that swim across the river many times, actually, really? over the years, <laughs> but never a bear. Yeah, a bear <laughs> is pretty unique. I, actually, I haven't seen a deer swim across the water either on while I was on a boat. Now, uh, alligators, we see alligators all the time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you go into the Everglades. But do you want a story about critters on a boat or things we've seen on the water in a boat? Well, well, how about uh, either? 
Because well, I have I have a few of those. That, all right, just give uh, me the best one. Pick it. Uh, the best one is when I took you diving yeah. and you found the fir- you found your first and only lobster walk. Right. Well, that's and true. He, he came back with a you know, a lobster bag that we carry is fairly large, mm-hmm. and he came back to the side of the boat with this grin from ear to ear, and he hands me this bag to lift over the gunnel, and the thing was. Full of well, lobsters. we had a limit of uh, 24 lobster that day for this vessel, and I had a bag full of 24 full of, lobster. Yes, he did. <laughs> and <laughs> I lifted this thing over. I had no place to put it. They come up. I've just released them. They're walking around the boat. It looked like something <laughs> from a movie. All these lobsters, yeah. some slapping around, other ones walking around. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. a lobster hunter's dream for a yes, scuba diving uh uh, thing because underwater they were all they are all gathered together and they were just like okay greg take your pick what do you want and i had to sit there and say okay i'll take this one i'll take that one and next thing you know i had a 24 i'd take them back up to barry's boat and then say hey lift these out of the water and he's like ah too heavy <laughs> you're listening to the world of boating radio network traffic sucks unless you're scuba diving with mike scott mike glanced down at his dive computer it showed less than 50 psi left in his tank probably just a few more breaths or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase one bullet hit the jeep's windshield spider webbing the passenger side mike shifted into second gear and felt the jeep leap forward this just got serious escape your commute with audiobooks from author eric douglas download to your phone go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i lost my stomach for boating a while ago and we both know that these aren't friendly waters this is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information and give you a few tips to make your boating adventures safe. And look, if you want to protest, here's a story for you that may uh, you may uh, learn a nugget or two from. Uh, some folks in the UK were protesting poo. Boating what? poo, to be poo? specific. Yeah, they... <laughs> they were uh, protesting the fact that, you know, some companies with big boats and things are not processing their poo properly and uh, hurting <laughs> the environment. So they staged a uh, paddle board out or paddle out or paddle something, they called it, where they got all these uh, people together and went out on paddle boards and uh, protested 
you know, the release of boats, you know, that have I'm too not, much poo release. But I'm thinking, I'm now, wait sure a minute, they, hold up. I don't think they wait. really thought this through because I'm like, wait, exactly. Yeah, you know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, who wants to be on a paddleboard in water like that? There's no head on a paddleboard. <laughs> so if you're protesting boaters and you're telling them that they need to do something about their poo, what about what you're doing? While you're out there on your paddleboard for a few hours, you're not holding it the whole time. Don't lie to me. You're yeah, one of those I, divers. Yeah, There's two would. types of divers. Yeah. The divers that pee in their wetsuit and the divers that lie about peeing in their wetsuit. They're, you're one or the <laughs> other. And that applies I, to paddleboarders. I have not pooed in my wetsuit, though. Well, okay. Thanks for that. Well, I was... You're I welcome. was going somewhere a little different. I was, yep. I was thinking, why would you want to be on a paddleboard in water like that? Well, you that's know? true. <laughs> I mean, exactly. They did not think that through. <laughs> yeah, I'll protest from the from the beach. You guys go. Yeah. <laughs> Power See that ship people over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know uh, if uh, the, the, I. Uh, I uh, it, it made no sense to me whatsoever. I was like, so look, what, what, uh, I don't understand. So they were protesting what commercial vessels? Or I, I, yeah, vessels? The, it was bigger, you know, bigger companies, maybe cruise ships. Who knows what they were complaining about? But they were they're just saying that they these uh, bigger boating, uh, bigger boat folks are not processing their waste properly and releasing it out into the ocean. So we're going to show you. We're just going to go out on a paddleboard and relieve ourselves, and <laughs> that'll teach us. I don't think so. Right. I don't know. I mean, you know, they may have a valid point. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, d- I don't. I just don't know if they really thought that one through real where, well. Where do they think the people on the land where they where their poo goes? Well, that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, you know, I like I said, I I, I don't necessarily uh, disagree with their messaging as much as their technique. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, needs some work. <laughs> A lot you know? of the cruise ships here, and you're a cruise ship maven, so okay. a lot of them, they process everything on the ship properly, don't they? Yeah. Or they, yeah, or they, they got, it goes through all out. kinds of crazy systems, and before it gets uh, pumped out, it has to, you know, I mean, you can drink the stuff. Here! Yeah, you know, you're going to be go. Yeah, you're going to be going on the ship in December, I think you said. Yeah, right? I am going on it. So, I mean, you can do a tour of their poo cleaning factory I've done that and before. report back. Yeah, I've already done those. You posted video of what happens on uh, Scuba Radio? Well, no, I didn't oh, post okay. any videos of anything. No one wants to see that. <laughs> but uh, but, would, but, but their would... systems are pretty high tech. I mean, they basically have you know water treatment sewage uh, facilities <laughs> on these vessels, just like you would have at your you know neighborhood at, at land. Yeah, yeah, facility, and it just uh, and they're pretty high tech too. So, you know, so there's a second piece to this story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So there's a, there's another article with a photograph of all these people on these paddle boards. Yeah. And the heading is anti-sewage protesters forced out of sea because of too much waste. (laughs) So we're going to show you by (laughs) going out on that water. What Mike said. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's too dirty. Let's go back to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I said, it's uh, I don't necessarily degree, disagree with you know making noise about that. I'm just not sure that was the just the not the proper way to go about it. 
Uh, just gives yeah, you, here's, you know, they're probably the, contributing more to the problem <laughs> than create, you know, uh, doing any good for it. That's, uh, that's my a, thought. Yeah. There's a picture of a woman standing in the water. Of course. With oh, a no. sign, with a sign that says, keep your bowel motions out of our oceans. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And she's telling everybody, by the way, yeah, I know it's a little warmer around me. <laughs> I would move away if I were you. All right. So that's yeah. one story. Another one, um, I, I know, uh, you know, a lot of people are conflicted when they go out on their boat because, you know, you're. it's kind of for, you know, a lot of folks, it's a way to get away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life, right? Yeah. You want to get out there on the water? Well, yep. the electronics are, are coming to you. Yeah. You know, it used to be you could go offshore and the kids wouldn't be able to use their phone because they're out of uh-huh. range. That's right. <laughs> and, and they would uh, cry about it. And, and there's some, uh, you know, good things about that for sure. But hey, it's uh, that's about to change. It, uh, you know, cruise ships got this technology first, I believe. Uh, Starlink, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. You know, he's created this uh, satellite internet system that uh, a lot of the cruise lines are, are using to their advantage now. So when you go on a cruise, it used to be a few years, not even three years ago, if you could forget about getting emails and stuff like that. Now, I mean, they got high-speed internet, and you can watch YouTube videos and do whatever the heck you want to do can online. You sit on your beautiful cruise ship. You can stream live if yeah. uh, you want to. <laughs> I mean, uh, they charge a crap load of money for internet still. Oh, it's they do, nuts. huh? But the technology is there, and, uh, you know, um, you, you can do a lot of uh, online surfing and whatever you need to do at home. You can do it anywhere on the planet with this Starlink uh, system now, which includes uh, your own boat. I mean, because now it's coming down to the level where it's going to be, you know, you could even have a Starlink uh, a download link on your uh, uh, vessel there. I, I, I cannot I cannot put a twelve foot dish antenna on my boat. There's my boat's no, only seventeen feet. It'll become an umbrella for the boat. No, no, it's it's pretty small. The footprint, really? yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's not it's no different than like a serious satellite radio receivers type thing. They're, the dishes aren't that big, really. You could put it mm, on yeah. pretty much any size boat now. Uh, now I don't know what well. the cost is, yeah, because it's still kind of you know in the beta testing stages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But but it's coming, and we're going to have it uh, available. And you know, uh, I understand a lot of people want to you know they they go on their boat to get away from that stuff. But on the other side of the right. coin, look, if you could work at home, uh, maybe you could work on your boat if you had well, a internet fast enough. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, the, the the people that penned that article or were interviewed for that article, I know them, and yeah. uh, they have done the the loop on their boat. They've got a Bayliner forty seven eighty eight, and um, they they, uh, they do. I, I I've seen this boat. It's I see it every weekend actually, and and I've seen the Starlink system, and uh, they travel and work from their boat uh, all the time. So right. uh, up and down the eastern seaboard, uh, that's. That that's their life. That's and the way so to go. I think in that in that application, of course, uh, that's a great uh, a great thing to have. Sure. What do you think, Barry? Yeah. Well, I, I'm just wondering how they manage to collect the signal because normally a satellite and a dish they are stationary object. 
Um, when you put it on a boat, you have rolling and rocking. Well, they so, have those KBH uh, satellite dishes. They've had those for years. They're on like gimbals. So they're on gimbals now. Well, and, and the, saying, those are, but the Starlink system, I think, is kind of different. I don't know that it has to have that type of thing. What's There's enough satellites up there I that guess. it'll overlap and you don't lose Maybe. Signal. I don't know. It's yeah. magic. That's all I know. It's Elon <laughs> Musk billionaire stuff. You know, way, uh, way above our pig grade. Mm-hmm. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast you can't have five people or ten people uh, in a boat. So if it is a family of four or five, like husband, wife, and kids, they're going to have to pick two of them at a time. They would, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Grace Paul, where did you get the right to tell me how many people can come on my boat? Nobody asked that question. Whoa, really? It's on the boat or on the dock. Nobody said anything. Sweetly sailing, darling. Sweetly sailing, Bob this is the world of boating greg your first mate mike the mariner bury the boat around and out the crew oh, okay so um if you get a call and you're a boat ma- manufacturer or custom boat builder uh how many times do you get those calls and you just automatically hang up on them because you think oh, i'm being hosed this is a prank call right well, that's what happened to these uh, these guys at Freeman Boatworks. Uh, they uh, they basically got a call from a guy who sounded like he knew what he was talking about. He goes, "Look, I got this idea for a boat. I'd like you to make for me." And he started giving them, uh, I guess, you know, suggestions or parameters he wanted them to follow. And they're like, they start getting a little suspicious because they were like. This guy really knows what he he wants. He's being very specific. He seems to know a lot about boat building. We're like, this is one of our competitors trying to hose us and get our uh, boat secrets. And they hung up on him because he, they say, well, who who is this boat for? And they're like, oh, I have a, uh, I got a, I'm building a boat for a, a secret owner. Like he wouldn't say. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like we haven't heard that noise before. You know, this is this actually wasn't a, you know, massively big boating company but anyway they hung up on the dude it was like they they just thought it was a prank <laughs> and i guess he called another time the same thing happened again and they like you know quit calling us finally they got a call from uh jimmy buffett <laughs> and said hey <laughs> why do you keep hanging up on my boat guy and uh they they finally realized like hey we weren't being pranked this was the real deal and it led to the uh, last mango 42-foot custom-built Freeman vessel, and it looks pretty impressive. And, you know, it's it they call, call the Last Mango, uh, you know, Jimmy Buffett's song, Last Mango in Paris. And uh, I don't. it looks really, really cool, but I guess it's pretty unique in the sense that it's a catamaran-type vessel 
with a pilot house on it as opposed to a center console. I mean, how unique is that, Mike? What do you think? Yeah, it's a really cool boat. So it, it, it's the best of both worlds. It's got lots of deck space, uh, lots of beam. Um, I think it has four engines, four outboards on it. Uh, so, you know, those types of boats are obviously very good sea boats. They're they're very soft rides and choppy seas. And this boat has a, a full cabin with a with also a tuna tower. So yeah, it's, right. a really, it's just a really cool boat. It's a catamaran fishing boat. And uh, having the catamaran makes it a lot more stable than the V-Hull. Right. But the pilot house, you think it was just because uh, Jimmy wants a little bit more privacy than just having a center console uh, type of thing, you think? It's nice to get out of the rain once in a while. Maybe have some AC in there. Conditioning. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. I, I love the color, too. It's kind of like what? Uh, what would you call that? Aqua. A teal, aqua kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. It looks uh, very keysy mm-hmm. with that color as well. And I think the draft is going to be more shallow on it because it's more boat in the water. Mm-hmm. So are, I don't know. Are they saying that they'll make this boat for you new uh, now too? Uh, now that they made one for Jimmy, hey, they probably talks, will. Man. Well, of yeah. course, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah. don't act like you know too much, or they may hang up on you. <laughs> I don't yeah, think exactly. Don't make that mistake yeah. twice. I mean, the guy's yeah. name was Vinny too. Like, hey, he was this. I'm Captain Vinny. I work for a big guy. <laughs> You know, it could be the way the guy called. You know, spoke. Yeah. I don't know, but they they didn't follow. They they, they didn't uh, believe him at first, and that, that it's a pretty funny story, actually. Uh, classic, uh, you know, classic Jimmy Buffett uh, type of story for sure. But yeah, if you see a, a an aqua colored, you know, twin hull or, or catamaran thing with a mm-hmm. pilot house and tuna tower, on, it might be Jimmy Buffett cruising around. And, Fishing on the last uh, last mango, it definitely a uh, unique boat. I think it has four uh, outboards on it too. It yeah. does, yeah. yeah. The, the 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 new ones with the uh, quad three hundreds. It looks Yamaha's. very comfortable. I mean, yeah. you know, the pictures that they got up here on this uh, website, and there's a whole video about it and the whole thing. You can. Uh, I'm looking at uh, a story on boat blurb. By the way, mm-hmm. I'm looking on buffettnews.com. Well, yeah, I'm sure it'd be there too. But yeah, I mean, if you went up to Jimmy, say, "Hey, nice boat. Uh, you give me a tour of the last mango." What you think he'd just call security or just pull out a shotgun? <laughs> it turned into bait, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't advise that. Remember those killer whales? Uh, they're going to come over and visit. <laughs> you think the killer whales were something to be afraid of? Yeah, yeah. But uh, that, that's kind of cool. I mean, he's still out there doing this. Uh, he's living the life that we all want to live, right? And uh, oh, yeah. I would assume if you bought one of those boats, had them build it, they'd probably throw in a, a Jimmy Buffett album or two, I would think. you know. Uh, well, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the law pretty much uh, with any boat these days. It doesn't even have to be a Jimmy Buffett boat. I know, you know, Captain Patrick, not a fan for whatever reason, but I, I still think, uh, you know, boating and, and Buffett kind of go hand in hand, whether you like it or not, Barry. What do you think? Yeah. And they start with a B. Right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the law. You're not yeah. allowed to be out on a boat, especially every, in Florida boat, or the Caribbean. Every without, boat has, yeah, every boat has Buffett views. You may be sick there. of uh, hearing Margaritaville a billion times, but look, it, you know, when you're on a boat, it just kind of goes hand in hand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I don't think you can buck that system. It's not good form. I think it's uh, it's bad form to do that. Mike, what do you think? It is, yes. It's bad luck. That and uh, maybe Yacht Rock. 
Yes. Yacht Rock? <laughs> like, Yacht Rock. That, well, sure. it's on. What? It's on Pandora. No, I've it's never on heard Pandora. of it. Oh, it's I a whole genre of uh, music that uh, boaters love, Barry. Come on. Yeah, you don't know what Yacht Rock is? No. Nope. There's I even a Yacht old... Rock band <laughs> that tours the <laughs> yeah. country and plays a bunch of Yacht, yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 70s and 80s. Yeah. It's like, you know, Christopher Koss, Sailing. And yeah. I, well, okay. You know, and uh, I, I have a lot of ambrosia. Uh, yeah. You know, Jimmy Buffett. There's a little mm-hmm. Jimmy Buffett in there, you know. But, you know, the mellow, kind of laid back, watch the sunset kind of vibe music. Yeah. Right? Okay. So now you know. Yeah. Are you, are you going to go, yeah, you gonna go uh, start listening to some Yacht Rock after the show today? And Sure. Okay. You don't sound too enthusiastic <laughs> about it. But. After I'm done mowing the lawn and uh, cleaning up the backyard. Right. And- <laughs> Well, you know, I, I didn't realize we were going to, you know, do the show today and catch Barry up to the 80s. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But lo and behold, you know, we have our roles here at the World of Boating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a little bit of a rule on our boat. If we listen to Yacht Rock for more than about 45 minutes, we have to sprinkle in some ACDC. Ah, well, there you, you know, go. Yeah. Just to set the blood pressure level correctly. Right. No, st- no steel drum music? Well, that that actually kind of fits into the yacht rock stuff a little yeah. bit, kind of. Eh, maybe I don't know. Eh, maybe nah, during the commercial breaks, yeah. there might be a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe some Bob Marley. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, but you know, it's just part of the vibe, man. And, I mean, it's all about the uh, setting the ambiance for your vessel, and uh, and part of that is the soundtrack. Now you say and, that to Captain Patrick. He, I mean, forget about it. He, if you play uh, Jimmy Buffett on a boat that he's on, he will jump off the boat and swim back to shore. Remember, Patrick's <laughs> been in the boating industry since he was, uh, you know, a year old. True. So, I, so right. it's it's no longer necessarily as enjoyable as it would be for us because we don't live it every day. Well, for him, it's like PTSD or JBSD. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Could be. I don't know. <laughs> it's a mess. That's yeah. all I know. You, you don't want to be around too him hard, Greg. When that happens, <laughs> that's the okay. So anyway, we're out of time. Uh, Barry's going to go listen to his yacht rock uh, playlist and sure. uh, be way more informed for next week's show. Till then, remember: whether it is sail or motor, life, life is, better is better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.